Episode 83 of the Joomla Beat podcast, and this week I speak with the team from Flexi Content. Latest Joomla news, design tips, marketing ideas, and interviews with experts in the industry. Beginner or professional, this podcast is for Joomla enthusiasts. Welcome to the Joomla Beat podcast with your host, Peter Buey. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Joomla Beat podcast, the podcast all about designing, developing, managing, and marketing your Joomla website. I'm your host, Peter Buey, and it is just me this week. So Martina's is taking a break off uh, to do all sorts of crazy things on her brand new website that she just launched at iaminfusion.com.au. So check that out. It's her tea business. So she's very busy with that at the moment. But anyway, we have a couple of news stories this week in the Joomla space. A lot of things have happened in regards to uh, releases, updates, and all these type of exciting things. We also have a interview with the team from Flexi Content coming right up as well. And uh, if you want to skip the news, just fast forward this player to about another 10 minutes forward, and you'll be able to listen in to that interview. It's an interesting conversation in regards to how flexi content came about and how you could possibly use it as a content construction kit when building your next Joomla website. So make sure you tune in for that one. But first off, uh, thanks to SiteGround for sponsoring and doing the hosting for this lovely podcast. Uh, They do an awesome job and you can also get an awesome deal from SiteGround uh, with some awesome hosting. I'm saying awesome way too much. But you can go to joomlabe.at slash SiteGround and get 60% off your next hosting account with SiteGround. They do an amazing job of our hosting for the podcast as well and a lot of our clients. So please check them out if you're in the space looking for new hosting. All right, let's get into the Joomla news for this week. Looking for more Joomla tips and industry news? Joomlabe.at. Web hosting by SiteGround. Okay, so a couple of news items for this week. The first one is the release of Joomla 3.4. Now, I mentioned it in previous podcasts that was coming very, very soon, and it has finally been released. And there are a couple of really cool features in there, which I never really covered because I didn't realize they were actually coming out. But this lovely blog post by Steve Burge from OS Training uh, talks about seven new features in Joomla 3.4, and I'll just run through them for you if you didn't realize. First off, like I mentioned in last week's episode, in episode 82, the removal of web links has finally happened. Uh, you can still download the web links component, which used to ship with Joomla from the Joomla extension directory and still use it freely, but it won't be shipped with the core Joomla distribution anymore. But it will still be supported by the Joomla community and developers, which is really good if you're actually using it like I am. It's kind of handy, yeah. So that's one feature that has been taken out of the CMS and has made the distribution just that little bit lighter. There's future moves to actually take out some other aspects and make them pluggable back in by extensions if you actually use them or need them. Furthermore, the second new feature has come in, and that is front-end module editing. So now you can edit all of your modules, all of the 
complexities behind it, including all the settings, etc., for a module in the front end of the website itself. So this really takes out any need to log into the back end of your site now, unless you're messing around with the site structure and menu items across your site. So now that you can do front end editing of your articles, front end editing editing of your modules, everyday updates and usage of your site should be done from the front end, taking away a lot of the confusion and complexity sometimes that some users get when they're messing around in the back end of the website. So that's a really, really cool plus. The next feature here, feature number three, is Composer integration. So this is really cool for those hardcore developers that want to build apps using the framework and so forth. Uh, Composer allows developers to download Joomla and all of its dependencies as well. So if anything updates in regards to its dependencies, all those bits and pieces will be downloaded and updated as well. So that's a really cool feature for anyone that wants to extend Joomla a little bit further or use some of its components uh, to build something else such as a standalone application. So that's pretty cool. Feature number four, no capture, hooray. Uh, the old Joomla, not Joomla recapture, but the Google recapture that came out with Joomla uh, was often quite hard to work out. You couldn't see those characters when you're submitting the form, all those funny little letters, etc. And uh, fuzzy numbers. It's really hard to see, not to mention really bad for web accessibility. The new recapture puts in a, a really simple checkbox which says, I'm not a robot, I think it was, I'm not a bot, and it detects how you're clicking on it, it detects if it's a, a bot or not, and verifies that you're human, so you can actually submit the form. So that now ships out with the core Joomla distribution, which is really, really cool. Feature number five, more secure uploads. So this takes into account some particular ways to uh, protect your website from malicious files that could be uploaded to your site. So now it will look for the file extension and also the contents of the file as well to make sure there's nothing malicious being uploaded. This is a really cool one. So this kind of blocks malicious code that has been injected into extensions and templates and uh, seen on Ware's website, for example. So if um, I was a hacker, I could download all of these extensions and put them on my own website and then start distributing them as uh, my own, uh, but then putting in hack code in there. So you think you're downloading a good extension, but you're really not because uh, it's got all this hacker code in there. And of course, there's no way that you can tell. But now this feature has been integrated into Joomla to help protect users from those malicious hackers, which is really, really cool. And I think that's a really important integration and update into the CMS too. Feature number six, uh, the release of beta or stable versions for different users. Now, what does that mean exactly? It, it means that there have been some changes to how Joomla extensions are updated and now it allows the developers to specify a beta version or a stable version and users can actually pick between those two different versions as well. So the developers of extensions can actually ask their users, do you want to test our extension or the latest one? You can get a free release a little bit earlier. We've tested it quite a lot. 
but would like someone else to test it on their servers and environments as well. Personally, I'd find this one really useful in regards to our own extensions that we, we uh, release. There's always some strange bug on a different version of Joomla, which we didn't really realize, like a slightly older version of Joomla 3, for example. And uh, it would really help to debug those issues if we could engage with our subscriber base and get them to test on their different environments. So this one's really, really useful for the, all the developers out there. And uh, I give that one a big thumbs up. Last but not least, the, the last feature or major feature that Steve has mentioned in his article here is the uh, slight UI interface upgrade. And that is hiding the admin bar in the, uh, the side menu admin bar within the admin area of the Joomla website. So now the little sidebar that appears on the left-hand side of the site can be hidden. So if you're using a small tablet or a screen that doesn't have much real estate or a high resolution, you can hide that bar off screen so you can have more space to navigate through your categories and your article manager. Uh, so it's just that little bit easier to get around. Uh, it's, a, it's a smaller addition, but I think any improvements to the UI is always a good step forward too. There also have been some other little minor updates. Well, I, I don't think they're minor. I think they're actually pretty cool too. Uh, but um, language consistency has been improved. So now the official language that Joomla uses is British English the Queen's English and that makes it more of a standard for all the other translators in the world to be able to translate um, all the little different parts of Joomla. So that's a really good step forward I think too. Uh, there's also been some HT access file updates. So this is a little bit more of a technical aspect that you may need to look into but have a look at the new HT access file that gets distributed with, with uh, Joomla and see if you need to replace your old existing one. There has been some security uh, updates in that new HT access file which protect your website just that little bit more too. There's also a new robots.txt file. The uh, images folder was always blocked from being indexed and I'd always go in and remove that line. It's now been made default with that line removed so that now Google can actually index all of your media and all of your images that are on your site too. Uh, image optimization is an important aspect of, of uh, Google search. They have that whole tab there in the Google search that's dedicated to images. So make sure you optimize your images with keywords and alternative text. Okay. So that's the new release of Joomla 3.4. You can read more about this article that Steve has written at ostraining.com slash blog slash Joomla slash Joomla 3.4. And a big thank you to Steve Burge for writing up that article as well. My next news item, and this is a little bit off topic, but something I'm really, really excited about. And this is uh, David Hurley's project that he's working on at the moment called Mortic. And if you haven't heard about it yet, it's a lead nurturing and tracking tool or a marketing automation tool, which allows you to uh, see who's on your website, potentially capture their details and information and put them through a lead nurturing and automated marketing process so that you can help develop the relationship between those potential customers and turn them into real life customers. 
Sounds interesting. You can check it out at mortic.org. And if you want to find out a little bit more about David Hurley, he uh, was interviewed in episode 20 where he talks about his role as Joomla Community Development Manager and also in episode 29 where he talks about his company WebSpark and uh, his extensions for Joomla as well. So you can check those both out uh, by going to joomlabe.at slash ep20 and slash ep29 for those two interviews. I'll put those in the show notes too. Now, just to mention, if you want to appear on the podcast, just shoot me an email or even better, go to our SpeakPipe page and you can get to that by going to speakpipe.com slash Joomla Beat and you can leave a 90 second message for me. I love getting these messages because I can actually include them on the podcast show as well. You get your 90 seconds of fame, I guess. So, uh, if you want to be in the podcast, if you want to uh, include yourself in some of these interviews, jump on there, leave me a 90 second recording and I'll uh, add it into the podcast here and tee up the interviews with people from around the world. So, I'm looking excited to hearing from you and seeing what else we can line up. So, my next news item here is a couple of events that are coming up. Uh, Jay and Beyond, the big Joomla-based developer conference in Europe is coming up real soon. The early bird tickets are just about to be closed off, I believe. So if you haven't gotten those yet, make sure you jump online and get them. Uh, I think it's €199 at the moment, so it might be your last chance to get online and get tickets at that price before they shoot right up. Uh, The program should be released very soon as well, so I'm looking excited to that. And this year, Jay and Beyond, Beyond is actually moving out of Germany, Netherlands and Germany, where it's been for the last few years, and is going to Prague in Croatia. How exciting is that? A little bit different. Um, uh, hopefully I get to go. I don't know if I'll uh, make it this year just yet, but fingers crossed I can get myself over there and um, and uh, experience everything that Jay and Beyond has to offer. So check out the Jay and Beyond conference website at jnbeyond.com if you sorry jandbeyond.org got to get that one right and uh, see if you can make your your way there it's probably the biggest joomla conference upcoming Uh, another really big joomla conference which is always big and always huge is joomla day netherlands that is coming up around the corner as well on the let me check the date here on the 10th of April, so the 10th of April, which is a, and it's a three-day conference from Friday to Sunday, so make sure you check that one out if you're in that particular region. Uh, a one that's coming up a little bit closer on the 14th of this month, 14th of March, is Joomla Day Boston, so jumping across the water, across the little pond over the Atlantic, over to Boston area on the east coast of America. If you're in that part of the world, uh, get over to joomladayboston.com and there you can find out what's happening in regards to the Joomla Day Boston event that uh, I believe Diane Henning is heading up and organizing over there. So make sure you check that one out too. Okay, so that's it for Joomla News this week. Let's get into this riveting and exciting and it's a little bit of a long interview with the team from flexi content goes for about half an hour so if you don't have time uh, please press pause and come back to it but uh, we'll get right into that interview right now stay tuned as peter brings his special guest to the table the joomla beat podcast 
On this podcast episode, I'm with the Flexi Content team at the Jane Beyond Conference just on the very last day. And it's finally fantastic to meet you guys and find out a little bit more about Flexi Content. So, could I get a little bit of an explanation firstly uh, of your background and how you got into the Joomla space? Because I know just in front of me here, there's quite a lot of history dating way back before I even started using or even heard of Joomla. So my name is uh, Emmanuel Danon. I'm coming from France originally, but now I'm living in Thailand. Um, I, come to, I came to the Joomla world in 2005 uh, in the latest Membo days and the, 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 the switch with, uh, with Joomla. And uh, I was looking for, for, for uh, software to, to design a website for my clients. And that's how I came to Joomla. I'm uh, George Papadakis. I was uh, working as programmer for co- telecommunication company, but uh, um, I quit it uh, because I wanted to move my home down. And uh, since then, I'm uh, teaching uh, informatics and uh, doing uh, software, uh, uh, custom custom web applications, full custom, not uh, no CMS. And, and also, when I work with CMS, I use Joomla. It was my choice of uh, CMS, and um, I'm glad I stayed with it. Fi- found Emmanuel online, and uh, <laughs> he accepted me on the team of Lexi Content, and I am. Uh, actively developing FlexiContent with him and with the rest of the FlexiContent team. Fantastic. Hello, I'm uh, Akarawut Tamrariang uh, from Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, I'm start working with Mambo on the beginning and working for the training center in, in Thailand. Uh, after I implement the website for the client and for the Flexi content is feature is look interesting. Uh, I'm contact to Emmanuel. I need to join you to help, and he accept me too. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so what what did you what year did you get into the Joomla industry or the Joomla space community? Uh, for me, um, many tasks that I do uh, on the translation team on the Joomla bug squad and. Uh, Joomla event, like a Joomla day. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, as many, many times okay. in Thailand. All right. So let's have a little bit of a better understanding of what exactly Flexi content is and why, why, why Emmanuel, you created it in the first place. Okay, so, um, you know, when you, when you start developing websites, you have recurring needs. And uh, at a certain point, you are looking for something that can shorten uh, your training period and shorten your implementation process. And so you need to have everything in the same place. And that after building about maybe 40 websites, I discovered that I always have the same kind of needs. And for me, for my clients, it was a complete web publishing solution uh, that had ACL, because at the time of July 1.5, we didn't have the nested category, we didn't have the ACL, and we didn't have a proper workflow, which makes uh, a collaborative web publishing solution uh, not, uh, you, you, you weren't able to do that with Joomla itself. That's why I started develop Flexi Content. So Flexi Content is just a, a 
another content component. So it sounds strange for a CMS, but it's a CMS inside the CMS. I mean, uh, it's a, a content management system uh, inside a Joomla framework. Let's say that. Yeah. So does it replace the core Joomla uh, content or is it an uh, addition to it? In fact, it's both because it uses the database table from Joomla and uh, it has its own uh, content management interface because there are much more options so we could only uh, make something that is invisible so in regards to the some of these features could you explain how they work you mentioned the workflow feature so could you talk a little bit about workflow and how that actually works in a business sense and how you guys implemented it in flexi content the process of uh, submitting and uh, uh, new content and uh, updating uh, existing content uh, ha has to go through some uh, depending on the, on the site needs through approval process which is sometimes uh, complex to, to set up sometimes it is simpler sure but it's usually this complex to set up we implemented the versioning of content uh, about uh, three, two three years before Joomla had it in the core and uh, the versioning is combined with the workflow you are uh, submitting a new version uh, you can have people being uh, notified uh, of the new version and you can customize this per type or per category you can have different uh, uh, you can alert different uh, people that there is, there is need to approve, uh, to review and approve the new content. Of course, the new content does not become public public until it is um, approved. And this is quite a good feature that I wanted uh, for uh, a lot of our clients a long time ago. There is, there is one uh, key thing I must uh, uh, point out. It, it is the notification process that is... Uh, fully customizable you can have custom uh, notifications even for per category this is uh, maybe not com but just to s show that it is fully customizable and you can uh, also have it per content type i just want to add something on that uh, for wh wh what is wh when you publish a, an article on a website and you have some kind of approval process what, wh whatever it is you submit a new article, okay, you make some modification, and when it's ready to, 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 to be approved, you'd send it to, for approval. Yeah. You request an approval. And then your article, imagine it, it, it's approved, it's online on a website, you put on the front page because it's an important article on the website. But after that, you say, okay, now I want to update my article. So what happens then? And in, in standard Joomla, you were, as long as the article was published, you were able to modify it live. That mm -hmm. means every modification you make, every mistake, it appears on the website. There were another solution, which was to unpublish the article and ask for a new approval. But why unpublish the article? The old version was perfect on the website and you don't want it to disappear. So with Flexi Content, you can work, you can have an old version published on the website because it has been approved and still work and ask approval for a new version of the same article. So that was the, the key point of the versioning for us. Not to when you make a mistake to be able to revert. The, of course it's nice, but it's not. that was not the point. It's about uh, the pre 
pre getting that pre-approval yes. system so because having the new version up for, so for example flexicontent has been uh, has been used on the french um, the french social security website and there are about maybe two thousand people contributing to the website that's so you cannot let, leave them free to do what they want it's totally impossible mm. so that's why we needed some kind of of check and process same most of the cms have inside joomla be very interesting if you gave 2,000 people free reign on the website and let them just edit and change whatever they wanted. The, uh, whether approval is needed depends on the ACL permission that the user has on the article. If he does not have permission to change the, the publication state, then the article goes through approval. If he's given a right to, publica- to publish, then uh, no approval is needed. Uh, also, there are other SEL permissions that are available to help with this. Like uh, we have, uh, for example, permission if you can change the category that the article it is or the secondary categories or the feature categories that the article is. FlexiContent is a multi, can allow m- multiple assignments to categories. And it, but it, this is a, also a topic that I want to point out that we have feature categories and they will want to state how they are the beneficial uh, compared to having or just tagging. Okay, so let me get this right. So features, features, categories. Yes. And you can also put uh, articles in multiple categories. Yes. So That's a lot in, more flexible. So in, in, the, in the content form, you have main category, uh, which is used for, uh, for canonical uh, URL and... Uh, uh, for permissions, and then you have secondary categories and feature categories selection. Uh, the feature categories, uh, are, for example, the benefit of them is that you have uh, they receive special markings in the listings, so you don't have just one feature flag. You don't have only one feature flag. They receive special markings in the in the sense that they get a CSS class, and it's very easy. For web designer to put his own CSS and have a and, and have, a, have a custom display. Yeah. Yes. And also the fact that it is multi multiple assignments to categories, you can uh, select your articles in a module you want to show by the secondary category that the article is, as, is assigned. And the article uh, items, the articles have also ordering they have an ordering in every category of this. They're not. Uh, yeah, quite. For the ordering of uh, when you because when you when you f- when you are using multi mapping, which is a name I think we mm-hmm. give to this feature, uh, one article can belong to multiple category. That means, depending on the category you list, it can have a different order. That means, one article can have multiple order depending on the category it's assigned and depending on the category the user want to display. That means you have a lot of problems to face that are not f- that, that that are not inside Joomla. So, so that was very interesting to face that. So for example, uh, if you want to order an article uh, in our items manager, you first have to select the category you want the item to be ordered in. Aha, uh-huh. so this is getting a lot more complex and probably why you called it flexi content because it's so flexible. I want to mention something uh, I think uh, is uh, very important in terms of features. If you want to tell people about the weather that will be tomorrow, you have to tell them today. Because mm-hmm. if you tell them about the weather and you tell them tomorrow, the tomorrow is already here. It's 
of no use. So when you deliver a feature, it must be done in a reasonable time. Okay, and uh, our focus in latest version is uh, to optimize to optimize performance to uh, as much as possible because uh, we have features that are usually not done uh, in uh, in a script environment with uh, the database. I, I, I interfere just one second, just to explain, uh, because we missed something at the beginning when we explained, we didn't explain what is FlexiContent exactly. Mm -hmm. And so FlexiContent has two sides. There is one side, which is an advanced content management. That's what I've been talking about before. Uh, that means something a lot uh, better, uh, to, our, to, to, to our point of view, of course, uh, than the standard com content from Joomla. If you if you come from the Microsoft world, we can say okay when you when you when you buy the Windows system, you have a Notepad inside. But if you want to make more in terms of word processing, you install something like Word or or OpenOffice or whatever. You you don't stick with the software delivered inside. And for for Joomla, it's the same. So the first point is to make an advanced content management system with all the workflow and, and the stuff we talked before. But the second point is also it's a CCK. That means with Flexi content, you can also create your content types. That's why that's why George was talking about filtering, because uh, otherwise uh, you don't understand exactly why he's talking about that now. That means with Flexi content, you can create any any, any type of content. When you talk about content types, an article is a content type among all the others. An article, what what identify an article? It has a title and it has a text, with an HTML editor or whatever. But, for example, if you imagine uh, uh, you, you are doing a cooking book online, your content type will be the receipt itself. And in the receipt, it's not only a title and a description. You can uh, have also the ingredients. You can have uh, uh, the time of preparation. A lot of other stuff that you want to uh, put in a form so that your user can ent uh, uh, enter the data much more easily. So FlexiContent allows you to, to build any kind of content application. And why did we do that at the beginning? It's not because we wanted to make a proper CCK. It's just because Joomla 1.5 didn't have an SEL solution. And with FlexiContent, we implemented FlexiAccess, which is not used anymore because now FlexiContent works with the, with the Joomla ACL. But it's just historically. And so to have, uh, to have a, a good ACL solution, you have to have your own content component. And the more your content component can do, uh, the more you can use your whole system. That's why with FlexiContent you are able to create your content types, add many kinds of fields inside, and also have make then advanced search engines, uh, a lot of things like that. And that's why uh, Georgios was talking about the performance in terms of counting the results when you make an advanced search engine uh, with uh, 20 different select or Dropbox or whatever. It, it, you, you have to calculate live the results so that for example, if you have 10,000 records, uh, you, you activate the first filter, then you have um, 8,000 remaining, and, and so on and so on. And always live, make live calculation of what you will get. So you will never have research that produces no results, because you, you, you know it before. It sounds very customizable and very flexible in what you can do with it, building all the different type of content types. So what type of clients, what type of people are using Flexi content at the moment? Can we, can we have some examples so people can have a look and see uh, real case scenarios of how FlexiContent is being used? Uh, 
Uh, flexi content is used uh, by some organization, I mean government. Uh, the, 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 I made the government uh, the president of the Togo, for example, uh, social security in France. There is uh, big portals also for the big, the biggest uh, portal about fooding in in in, your, uh, in in France. La Nutrition is powered by flexi content. There are also some other stuff that Georgios will mention now. It does not have to be a bigger complex side. You want. You want to have uh, inside the form uh, uh, to be able to edit your content uh, easily. Uh, you can now you can do almost uh, everything if you install a, a content plugin of Joomla. But uh, uh, integrating the content plugin into the form is not is not is not easy to do because you are asking the user to maybe insert some. A special uh, text or tags inside form. Okay, now there are uh, plugins that uh, in, in inject uh, fields inside the form, but uh, the thing that you can have uh, a very, very powerful field because that will uh, behave exactly as you want uh, inside the form, it, it makes the flexi content choice even for small sites. You, have, you only want to have 10 pages and have a very powerful image gallery inside the inside the article form. You can still uh, use FlexiContent even for a very small site. I'm saying this because Emmanuel here has mentioned some uh, big uh, corporate sites, but is, uh, FlexiContent is, 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 is very good even for small sites that, that they need uh, a customized uh, form. For those imp implementing uh, the site, it is a little more work for those implementing the site, but uh, if they are a little like custom flexi content, then the, the second site will be much easier to. So, for a customer point of view, when you're building for the clients, can they uh, can can all of this be done on the front end of the website with flexi content? The the, co the content management. Yeah, the content manager. So, uh, or the writer, the publishers that are. Yes, the yes, from yes. The front end. Of, yeah. Yes, everything uh, in uh, in the form. Uh, that you see in backend is 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 everything is is in the front end except for versioning which we will we'll be adding okay. but uh, everything else that you see uh in backend form all features uh everything is the same exactly in front end plus in f the front term front end form is is uh, m much more customizable that backend i mean uh the layout is fully customizable in in the new or uh, new version uh, you can uh, mix uh, Joomla uh, core properties, title, description, meta, data, everything, you can mix them and make a layout with tabs, sliders, or uh, any custom HTML uh, without making a, a Joomla template override. The thing I really like about some of the sites that we build for our clients is that we some of the customers never log into the back end of Joomla. We don't think they ever need to. They, they, as soon as they log in, they see all these buttons and menus, they get really confused. Having them to log in the front, have a little tiny menu on the side saying edit, add new content or edit this page. And that's all they ever really should see. Yes, that is front end. But if, if you select to give access to the back end, uh, because uh, Flexi Content has about 50 uh, SL properties. 50? Uh, yes, 40, 40 45. Um, <laughs> you can make uh, some more make can, it 50. Uh, for example, you can hide all this. For example, he does not need to see con uh, type management. Yeah. Or he should, should be allowed to edit just one type. 
So uh, Flexi Content, if you choose to give backend access, you can customize uh, what uh, what users it will see if they use the backend. So what about uh, templating and displaying? Uh, is, is it hard to do uh, uh, the layouts for all of this? Uh, we have, uh, uh, last uh, one and a half uh, years, we have we've made some changes to the, our templating. Uh, there is a, a, cos- a concept I want to state. There are the, f- the, 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 uh, there are the flexi-content templates. Flexi-content templates are not Joomla templates. They only customize the component area. So the middle bit. The middle bit. They only customize the middle bit, yes. Mainframe. For example, okay. the, the best p- pagination is done by Joomla template. We don't tamper with it. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Flexi Content templates customize the component area and uh, uh, their main, main focus is, is to provide functionality. Just, just a few words to summarize this. This is template process. No. Um, when you when when you start studying the, the the template folder in Flexi Content, you say, "Wow, it looks complicated. There are many files. It's not complicated. It it looks complicated because we wanted to make it generic. When you make it generic, you all automatically make it complicated because you include parameters to to allow users that don't want to touch the code because they think the code is dirty or whatever, or they just cannot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So they." They, that's why they look complicated like that. But I, the best way, if you want to start with flexi, flexi content, is to make a, a, a simple uh, item template, not category templates, I mean a single article template, with just uh, uh, and calling the fields with, with one PHP instruction that is, uh, that is given in, 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 uh, in, in our files, mm-hmm. and just make it very simple and minim- minimist- minimalistic. And with that, then there is no problem anymore because they are not afraid anymore, they know how it works. And But in, f- in Flexi Content, you can also adjust. For example, if you want, you want to display one field in a certain position, you can drag and drop your field. We made some kind of interface for ah. non-skilled user. But that for skilled user, you don't know no, none of a good web developer need that yes the, the, the feature in in template in flexi template is uh, the first my point of view that why i select to draw the flexi content it's easy to manage the feel it's just drag and drop drag and drop yeah that easy easy really easy for for user because there are two ways to do that either you out code your field in your template but if if, if for example for specific project uh, your customer may have to add uh, his own fields, but if he has the old field, he has to also to display them in the yeah. front end somehow. And so that's why we 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 have two two way. For example, of uh, displaying a field on on a website, there is one is an individual individual call in PHP with a field name, and the second one we make position same exactly same Joomla. We make a position, and th- all the position they appear on the template. That means on the XML file of the Flexi Content template, you define your position exactly the same you were doing on Joom, a standard Joomla template, uh, but it's not the same position, it's just a Flexi Content position. And then they appear on the back end and you can drag and drop your field in this position. How so easy. <laughs> About templates, I, I just want to mention that 95% of times you only want to change two files. Uh, item.php 
is the content, the item view as we call it, the, the article view, we call it item view. This is the item view and uh, uh, the loop that shows the item inside the category view is the category items.php. So you only have to change these two files if you want to customize the HTML. And then, of course, uh, in there is a subfolder with item.css and, and category.css. Uh, one note that category items, a category layout of the template, is not used only for category view. It is uh, it is called category since the beginning, but it is it is uh, this uh, the the category layout is used for my items, for author view, for my category view, and for category view. And in the next version, it will also be used by tags and favorites uh, views too. Very interesting. In terms of documentation and getting users to learn how to get into Flexi content. Uh, how can I or anyone else listening to this podcast episode get into Flexi content? Uh, uh, currently, we have a, a frequently asked uh, questions uh, section with 100, 110 articles in our uh, frequently asked questions. Is it built with Flexi content? Yes. yes Good. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Just have to check. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, we realize that uh, the power of the picture and uh, that uh, people uh, using um, uh, want to see a video uh, because they are uh, it's more just more user friendly saves time. Uh, our uh, last one and a half two years we uh, did a lot of uh, core uh, a lot of work in the core we changed the user interface now with this new version we are freezing it and we will have videos uh, uh, during summer that's one of the reasons you, you, you have a three at JN Beyond because Crit is living in Bangkok, Thailand 12,000 kilometers away from here George is living in Greece and uh, I'm living in Thailand and France so and we're that's all first in Germany time, first first, first. It's the first time we meet together, Georgios, myself, and Crete. Of course, with Crete, we, we meet often and we know for for a long time. But Georgios, since he has become the lead developer of FlexiContent, because he's writing all the code of FlexiContent. I didn't write a line for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, and so it's a very good opportunity also to 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 talk about this kind of problem. So the website, the documentation, all the things that, uh, that we put on the the bottom of the, <laughs> <documents>. <laughs> the bottom of the in. list leaving and it so last. what Giorgio says before uh, we decided in the morning and we were talking about that with quite a long time we want to freeze everything that is visible because when you start to make documentation you have to make screenshots and if your screens modify every every week then it becomes complicated to maintain because it changed a lot in terms of user interface. So now we decided to freeze everything that is visible for, 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 the, for, for the end users and we can start to produce the proper documentation because if you make a video or whatever, that means every time your screen changes, your video is... Uh, is uh, Out of obsolete. date straight away. And, and you guys are, are uh, constantly changing Flexi content all the time. So Yes, yes but now, now we decided to freeze what is visible yeah. for the users, I mean, what's appear in the interface, and maybe optimize something inside the code, but that doesn't affect the documentation. I want and, uh, to point out that uh, uh, right now we, we are satisfied with the features 
and the, the, and the work in the core that we have done. Because uh, in, for example, in terms of, ma- no, in both terms of features and performance, we are now satisfied. Can uh, relax in a little in terms of features and focus f- uh, f- uh, more, in the, more in the user interface I speak of the backend user interface to uh, make it, it's not difficult, but the easier it is, uh, the less that you need to know or do and it works, it's uh, it's best for the uh, user. It makes it a lot easier for a user to get into it if they yes. just get shown how to do it. The, about configuring the site, uh, okay, it may take little time to learn FlexiCon, but because it has a uh, heritage of parameters that is a lit- somewhat more configured than Joomla. F- for example, you can have uh, parameter heritage uh, in um, m- from all parents. You, you inherit parameters from all parents. This uh, this is a configuration option. Mm-hmm. If you will inherit from all parents up to the last bottom category, or you can inherit the electric from component, or you can inherit from a specific category. So one category. I can act as, as a configuration for uh, yep. for the others, but also the uh, yeah, this this allows to to be able to manage uh, the website easier. It sounds like um, some very similar features to another one that we use called K two. Yes, where you can inherit all yes, the parameters. Yes, but uh, this is this is uh, there is also the possibility to inherit from parent categories. Mm-hmm. All all parent categories. Down. I see. So a little bit more flexibility in that configuration. Okay. Um, thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the podcast episode. It's been really enlightening to find out a little bit more and to actually to meet all you guys as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. And uh, we are happy to be able to present our, our news and say that we are still alive because there were not so many publications on the website. And yes, it is. Though even if we don't see anything on the website, if you have a look to Google code, then you have all the information, all the package and everything. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Joomla Beat Podcast. JoomlaBeat.at So I hope you guys got a lot out of that uh, Flexi content interview. Now, since doing that interview at the Jane Beyond Conference last year, I know it's been a little bit of a long time, and this year's Jane Beyond Conference is coming right up. But but since doing that, Flexi Content 2 has been released. FlexiContent.org, that new website of theirs, has gotten a facelift. You can find out a lot more content on there. It's a little bit easier to navigate. You can find out who else in the world is using Flexi Content as well. So it's all been redesigned, re revamped, and a lot easier to use compared to how it was before and before it was quite easy to use as well so they've the team there has done an amazing job in regards to putting flexi content on the map again so uh, congratulations to everyone there okay so let's wrap things up up. I'd just like to say thank you to everyone that is listening to the podcast. If you're really enjoying it, please jump onto the iTunes store and give us a rating and review or go to the Stitcher app or the Spreaker app and give us a big plus heart or big thumbs up. It's always really appreciated. And last but not least, I'm actually using Mortic, that uh, lead nurturing and, and lead uh, monitoring system by David Hurley on our websites now. 
So it's across all of our websites, our training website, our Joomla Beat website, uh, what else, our extensions and our main portfolio site as well. So uh, I'd love for you guys to sign up to our newsletter so we can uh, spam me. I mean, no, 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 not spam. I mean, send you regular updates in regards to what's happening in the Joomla space and our uh, updates. No, I'm seriously not going to spam. I I just send regular updates in regards to uh, releases of the podcast. But you can sign up to that on the Joomla Beat website on the right-hand side of any of the content pages. You'll find that newsletter sign-up module. Just like to make sure it works. I've tested it myself, but yeah, it'd be great to see other people sign up into the new system and see if it actually works too. Okay, so that's it for another episode of the Joomla Beat podcast. Don't forget to sign up for that thing. And until next time, everyone, please keep your website safe and secure and keep them backed up. Okay, bye. You have been listening to the Joomla Beat podcast together the community of designers developers fans and users from around the globe around the globe joomla b joomla b.at